You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update. Brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Over on Packers.com, team historian Cliff Crystal has assembled a timeline of the dark times of the Packers in the 1980s. As he puts it, the tough times help you appreciate the good times. So, here in 2020, during the COVID-19 pandemic, as huge questions loom whether the NFL season is going to be played at all, let's take a moment and appreciate how good we've had it, as Packer fans, since the 80s ended. And the trade for Brett Favre kicked off 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking and three trips to the Super Bowl. The true gory years began in 1985 and extended through 1988. Sure, there have been plenty of horrible things like the infamous 1958-1-10-1 season, but the Packers never were the eternally unfortunate bottom feeders of the NFL the way they were in the 80s. In 1985, a devastating 32-6 loss to the Vikings left the Packers completely winless at home for the entire season. Head coach Forrest Gregg said the only team in the league who was scared to play in Green Bay was the Packers, and suggested maybe they should play all their games away from home. In fact, if you had attended all five games at Lambeau in 1986, you would not have seen the Packers score a touchdown on a play that went longer than six yards. The Packers' drought without a winning record over a 16-game season lasted 11 years. The 80s were great for the Bears. In fact, by 1992, the Bears led the Packers in their head-to-head series by 24 games, and this is actually the second time they had led by that many the first being in 1960. Currently, the Packers have caught up and lead the Bears by four games. Something else current, Aaron Rodgers is trying to help raise money to save a Packers bar in New York City's West Village called the Kettle of Fish. The quarterback tweeted out a fundraiser earlier this week after he learned that it was about to shut down permanently due to the coronavirus. Rodgers himself has personally visited the Kettle of Fish before, and once upon a time, so did Bob Dylan. The fundraiser's goal to save the bar is $100,000. Packers CEO Mark Murphy, in his monthly newsletter, Murphy Takes Five, struck a sobering note, saying that COVID-19 is showing no signs of slowing down and the Packers will have to make several difficult decisions in the coming weeks. He noted that the NFL had a huge advantage over other leagues due to time. Time is no longer on the Packers' side, writes Murphy. Rookies will arrive at training camp in just two weeks and veterans one week later on the 28th. Quote, with so much uncertainty, it has made sense that we have not made decisions until we absolutely have to. I reported yesterday that Murphy sent a letter to all season ticket holders informing them they could not promise fans would be allowed to attend games this year. And if they do allow fans, it will be in limited capacity and masks will be mandatory. Although there are many factors to take into consideration in making these decisions, including the financial hit to the team, Murphy said the most important priority to him personally was the health and safety of his players, coaches, and Packer fans. Everyone is hoping for a full football season, and the NFL is doing everything in their power to make that happen. 
Murphy reminded fans at the end of his letter of the importance of facing adversity together, saying that was one of the really inspiring things that he witnessed watching the Packers come together in their 2010 Super Bowl season. And before I wrap up, Colin Cowherd, who has no love for the Packers, named the team, along with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dallas Cowboys, as his picks for the teams that he thinks best represent America, making note of the Packers' small-town roots and community support. That does it for today's Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update. For in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up to date with all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and I'll talk to you tomorrow for another slice of daily cheese. Support for this podcast comes from Overtime Media.